On God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of Amshir, and the theme of this Coptic month revolves around one subject, and that subject is the Savior's table, and that is the spiritual food that the Savior offers to His people. And the gospel today was from uh, from John chapter six, and in this gospel, the people were seeking the Lord, not. Not because of uh, the spiritual food, but actually because of material food. And they were seeking the Lord because He had just fed the multitude. And they were looking for another free meal. It was like the Lord Jesus Christ was like a restaurant. And they liked the food at the restaurant. And they wanted to go back to this restaurant to get another free meal. So the Lord told them, He said, Most assuredly I say to you, You seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set His seal on Him. And this is what I want to speak about today. I want to speak about the verse, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. Because unfortunately, mankind has a history. We have like a history of laboring for food that that perishes. So today we want to think about the food that feeds us. What motivates us in our daily life? What inspires us to be the way we are? And at the end, I hope we learn not to labor for the food that perishes. For instance, Adam and Eve were drawn away by food that perishes when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what's very interesting is prior to the fall, Adam and Eve, this is very interesting to think about, they weren't hungry. Adam and Eve were not hungry prior to the fall. Yet God commanded them saying, of every tree of the garden you, sh- you may freely eat. So my question to you is, why did God tell them to eat if they had no reason? Not to satiate hunger. The initial purpose of food was to glorify God, not to satiate hunger. Adam, when he ate from the garden... He tasted the amazing flavor of food. He would eat the food. And then when he tasted so beautiful, that would give glory to God. He would glorify God that, oh wow, your creation is so marvelous. Your your fruits are so amazing. And then he would glorify God. In the gospel of today, the Lord corrects our thinking of food. He reminds us later in the chapter that he is the bread of life. And he reminds us not to labor about food that perishes, but for food which endures to everlasting life. And not to labor for food does not mean to sit idle at home. Not to sit idle at home. Oh, don't labor for food, so I'll just sit at home and twiddle my thumbs. That's not what what he means by that. Even St. Paul, he says, if anyone will not work, if anyone will not work, shall not eat. So the takeaway lesson is that food we eat, as with everything in our life, our jobs, our careers, our school, 
All of these things are perishable, but these things are not solely for our pleasure or satisfaction. They are actually to give glory to God. Everything we do that's perishable, like on this earth, actually should be for the glory of God. That's point one. Number two, the Lord said the verse, do not labor for the food which perishes, because as I mentioned at the beginning, they were seeking Him for material food. And not seeking Him for the spiritual food. And the Lord wasn't pleased with this type of follower. Because this type of follower does not fully comprehend who the Lord Jesus Christ is. The main point here is, why do you come to the Lord? Do you come for material things? Or do you come for eternal things? And since we are talking about food today... Imagine like someone goes to the most elegant restaurant, like the most expensive, the best restaurant ever. And he walks into the restaurant and the menu is so French, like fancy. And then you order like chicken nuggets. It would be like almost insulting to the like restaurant owner that you come to this elegant restaurant and you order chicken nuggets. I mean, he can give you chicken nuggets, of course. Like, he'll give you chicken confit or something, like, beyond, like, the, the best chicken ever. But then you ask for chicken nuggets and all this, like, little stuff. The same would be true if we only went to God for our material possessions. If we only went to God for our material possessions, we're not taking advantage of the whole, the whole menu. Don't get me wrong though that God loves to provide for material possessions. And that's why He told us not to worry about material things. He said, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? But then later on He said, what? He said, seek first, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness And all these things shall be added to you. Because God is a loving Father, and He cares for our material necessities. And as the, as the Lord said, for even your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. This idea is like mind-boggling. I mean, the other day, like, Sophia was crying, and I was like, using all my effort, to try to prevent her from crying, like, it causes so much pain to a father to see their child cry. Can you imagine how much, and I'm like a wicked person, can you imagine the love of God, the love of God, if he hears his children crying, how much that stirs the love of God? I can't imagine. So he knows about our material possession, but actually he can give us way more than just material possession. That was point two. Number three. We are laboring for the food that perishes if we forget the eternal purpose. We forget the eternal purpose. We don't want to be like the foolish Esau. Esau that can foolish. He was a skilled hunter and he came home one day hungry. And he saw that Jacob made tabaats. Like a full, a plate of lentils, some red stew. And he sold his birthright for a plate of stew. Wow. He traded a moment of temporary satisfaction 
for his eternal birthright. He said, look at me, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? I'm about to die. What exaggeration. Yeah, after this, like Sunday liturgy, the kids, I'm about to die. I need, no, you're not about to die. You're fine. You're good. You can. And then he traded his birthright for lentils. With all the talk these days about unfair trade and unfair trade and NAFTA in China, this is unfair trade. <laughs> that was a bad trade. That was the worst trade ever. That you give something eternal for something temporary. And actually, the devil always operates on this mechanism. Pay attention to this. The devil always operates on this mechanism to take from you something eternal and give you something temporary. He takes away our eternal food. Like what he did to Adam and Eve. Didn't he do the same thing to Adam and Eve? He gave them something temporary satisfaction. The fruit looks good. It's pleasing to the eye. And so it was... They got moment of satisfaction, but then got kicked out of paradise. This is the way the devil operates. Always trying to take from you something eternal and give you something temporary. What a bad deal. No deal. We need to get out of this deal. If you've made this deal and you've given something eternal for something terrible, you can get out of that deal. You can break the contract. How? Through repentance. Through repentance is breaking. No, I don't want this temporary anymore. I want to have the eternal. Let me turn back to the eternal. If the devil tells you you don't need fasting. Oh, I don't need fasting. Because we're about to start a fast in our period of fasting. You say, I don't really benefit from the fasting. It's all, I don't change my habit. I don't. And then you start making excuses. And then then you say, it's not important. And then you'll be like Esau and say, "Ah, I'm about to die anyway. What's all of this? Uh." You're trading something eternal for something temporary. And that's what the devil does to all the sins. The pleasure, the lust, the drugs, anything, uh, power, anything, all of that. He gives you something temporary for something eternal. God... Is the complete opposite. The complete opposite. God, you give Him something temporary, and He gives you eternal good deal. That's a good deal. Take advantage of that deal. That's an amazing deal. That everything that God, if we give something God, something small, something temporary, He gives us something eternal. For instance, one of the beautiful things that we say in the liturgy, every liturgy, in the litany of the offering, to anyone who has offered anything in the church, we say, give them the incorruptible instead of the the corruptible, the heavenly instead of the earthly, the eternal instead of the good deal. That's a great deal. That you give something temporary and you receive back something Eternal. Remember your eternal purpose. Take the good deal that the Lord is offering. Lastly, I want to speak about the importance of the food which endures to everlasting life. 
And this is obviously the bread of life. This is the communion. The communion is the food of heaven. It is the heavenly food. And it's different from the manna that came down from heaven. How is it different from the manna that came down from heaven? Actually, the Lord Jesus Christ said, This is the bread which came down from heaven. Speaking of Himself, the bread of life. He said, Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. So there's a difference between the manna that the Israelites had in the desert. They ate and now they are dead. But this bread of life, now if you eat of it, you have life. What's the difference between this, these heavenly breads? The difference is, in the bread that we will shortly eat, it will become the body of the Lord. And the body of the Lord, it is the body that died, but it didn't just die, it arose, it resurrected. So therefore, when we eat of the communion, we get to benefit from the power of the resurrection. We participate in the death and the resurrection. That's why we say, for every time you shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim my death and confess my resurrection and remember me till I come. He who eats this bread will live forever. We will have the power of the resurrection. And this is the power of the resurrection that sustains us. Because this is also a mind like, get this into like, that we are heavenly creatures. You agree? Born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God, if you are a heavenly creature, how can you be sustained on earthly food? Infa? Is that possible that a heavenly creature would be supported by earthly food? It doesn't work that way. It can't. Earthly creatures need to eat, or heavenly creatures need to eat heavenly food. Heavenly creatures need to eat heavenly food to sustain them. That's why the Lord said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man. You guys should all know this verse because this is number one on memorization. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. If you don't eat from the flesh and drink from His blood, you have no life. Because the body, when you eat from this heavenly food, you have the power of the resurrection in it. That is the thing that sustains us. That is what gives us power. I pray that we do not labor for the food which perishes. I pray we glorify God in everything that we do. Remember that food was intended to give Glory to God. The purpose of food initially is to give glory to God. Two, to become a genuine follower of Jesus. Not to follow Him because the crowds are following Him. Because Mama and Baba are forcing you. Because this is what you... No. We're coming to the Lord because He has the bread of life. He is the bread. He gives us everlasting life. He gave us salvation. Number three, we should remember our eternal purpose. Don't take the bad deal from the devil. 
Yeah, it's a very bad deal. Renegotiate that deal. Cut, get out through repentance. And for savor the food which endures to everlasting life. I want to close with one quote from St. Ignatius of Antioch. He said this, which I thought goes very perfect with, do not labor for the food which perishes. He said, I have no taste, none, zero taste for corruptible food, for nor for the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ. And for drink, I desire His blood, which is love incorruptible. That's why I hope we never take advantage, like the big blessings that we have every liturgy to participate in the body and blood of the Lord. This is a heavenly like, gift that we're not worthy of and we should take full advantage of. And we're so gracious, we have so many liturgies. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.